It's time for your Week 11 Power Rankings. We'll talk through why there is still a road for North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Louisville to get that second spot. We told you there was still a chance. We thought Louisville was a sure fit. But, you know, crazier things have happened. So we'll talk about where they all land on today's episode. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenson Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can talk to us on our community page. You can make sure that you get in on all of the commentary that you guys love to leave on every single episode. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions do apply. Kenton, it's time for the week 11 power rankings. Not too much shaking the table, but you know, either way, somebody's gonna feel away, as we saw literally from yesterday's episode. Absolutely. And for those of you who are listening and not watching on YouTube, get on YouTube. No, but seriously, if you're just listening, I'm holding up a sign that says rule eight, scoring, section five. Article 1A, that is where they outline what a safety is, because I know that many Florida State fans were upset at me talking about the blown safety call because, you know, everybody keeps saying the ball has to be fully in the end zone, and if any of it breaks the pylon, that's not the case. However, there's some very interesting language about the ball being above uh, the goal line that seems to disprove what you're saying there a little bit. So uh, with that being said, you know, I also said that that wasn't the reason that um, Miami lost the game. And I also said that there were many other missed calls during that game, which, yes, includes the uh, hold against Keon Coleman that wasn't called. But I'm ready to get into these power rankings because I've never seen the team. I have never in my life seen the team that has been consistently ranked atop the power rankings complain so much. But we're going to get into it anyway. Let's do it. I've decided that nothing is good enough for the people of Tallahassee and that's all right you know as many praises as you can provide it's just never going to be enough and that's okay and we just have to rest at where we are well I I think that that's a sign that we're doing our job well because every fan base seems to be upset with us about our coverage of their team um and I think that that means that we're being fair and and balanced and you know we've we've done our best and uh it's I I'm I'm not upset at all I'm not upset at all. Come at us. I, Let us know what we're doing wrong still. You know, I would say we did it, Joe. But right now, Joe and I ain't getting along too right. So oh. there's that. Let's talk about the number 14 team to kick things off here. Pittsburgh Panthers, who, Kenton, this is all your fault. Had you not been so high on them during the start of the season, preseason, if you will, maybe they wouldn't have failed you so badly. But you were... If you're going to sit here, make that face for those watching on YouTube and pretend like you weren't all in on the Panthers. You are. I will happily run it back for you. No, 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 no. I'm not making that face because I was high on the Panthers. I'm making this face because it's not my fault. I feel like I feel like uh, Bernie Mac when they said, do you know NATO in head of state? I don't know no NATO Jenkins. I don't know these Pitt Panthers. 
I don't know anything about the East Pit Panthers. This is nothing like what I expected them to look like. I said, you know what? Even if Phil Dracova getting great, he'll be serviceable. He'll be serviceable, and they'll find ways to generate enough offense, and they'll be okay uh, based upon that. They'll, you know, the defense will be the defense. They'll do good things. This defense got punched in their chest again and again and again and again by a Syracuse team that literally you knew what was coming. You knew what was coming. They ran the ball every single play darn near. What, they threw the ball all of 10 times in that game and you still lost? Sean Tucker come back? Who knows? But I think it's your fault for believing because Phil Dracovic showed you who he was based on the offensive line at Boston College. I borderline think the boy shifted to the shimmy, to the shake, to the right, and the left every time that boy was under center. Listen, I'm convinced. I'm I'm not mad at that, and, and that's a very legitimate point. But but I want to say this, okay? I want to quote the famous rap group. Uh, I want to quote the famous rapper, actually, Silk the uh. Shocker, with "It ain't my fault. It ain't my fault. I did not do that. It ain't my fault. It is not my fault. Do not put that on me." The irony of that is, Silk the Shocker's son plays on my UA circuit, mm. and so the fact that you quoted him makes this even better. For me personally, like I, like I Victoria, said, Victorious Miller, shout out to him. Like I said, it ain't my fault. <laughs> I didn't do that. It ain't my fault. That's between Narduzzi and company. Apparently so. Well, they are not looking better, and it's not looking great for the rest of their season. So let's start there. Let's talk about the next team on this power rankings list. Number 13, Wake Forest. Wake Forest, who embarrassed me. This past weekend, losing to NC State at home. Just no offensive desire at all. They really should hit that hey big head with Sam, but it's not gonna happen. It can't happen. Well, he got he done been in college eight years. He got to go. Well, let me ask you this, Ms. Wake Forest Alum. Were you at the game? Were you at that game? Because they could have used the support. They was, it's they crazy could've... because I'm alum of two ACC schools. However, I was at the one that won. We'll talk about them later, though. They 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 couldn't fill those stands with uh, the cardboard cutouts that they was using during COVID. I mean, there was nobody at that game for Wake Forest. That thing turned red and white quicker than the Christmas tree. And yet, you know, you got you sitting up here talking about well, it was an embarrassment, and, and uh, Coach uh, Coach Clawson is apologizing to the fans at the press conference. Brother, it would have took you a shorter time to apologize to each Wake Forest fan that showed up one by one who wasn't a parent of the players. It would have been much shorter. You could have gathered them all together right outside the gates and said, hey, all 12 of y'all, I'm sorry. We did a bad thing. We did a whoopsie. Uh, But very seriously, this offense has no identity. They they are lost. Uh They look defenseless. They look like they couldn't protect their quarterback to save their life. You know, you talk about how the Boston College offensive line looked like they were shimmy and shaking uh, in order to get in order to get Phil Dracovic hit last year. But very seriously, what is Wake Forest's excuse? They, at least with Boston College last year, you could say everybody named Mama who put on that helmet with the red stripe down the middle of that gold helmet got hurt that played offensive line. Well, you this- know, the mesh is challenging. The mesh is challenging. And if you don't have a quality quarterback who can handle the mesh, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. The mesh is challenging. Run blocking is challenging. Pass blocking is challenging. I'll tell you this. Wake Forest, their defense is defensive. This is the best Wake Forest defense I've seen in some time. Ain't it crazy? But with that being said, offense. What a terrible combination. Like, they're not being a complete team. And no. maybe in year 10, 
if Clawson lasts that long, it's not, he's not going to be 10 years there, but still being facetious a little bit, but maybe at one point he'll get a complete team, both on the offensive and defensive side, because they're in desperation for it. So I mean, hey, they made ACC championship something that everybody ain't been able to do. Everybody ain't been able. So, Oh gosh, we're catching strays, Miami, Virginia, number 12. Let's get it. Miami wasn't the only team I ain't been, but Virginia, let's, let's talk about it. The Hoos are moving on up, even through a loss, because they're playing competitively. You know what I mean? They're, they're they barely moved up. Let's let's not do that. Yeah, I'm not saying that they're skyrocketing the charts. I'm not saying they have a meteoric rise. I'm just saying that they moved up a little bit from where they were. You know what I mean? Like, they they have shown – again, they've been a competitive outfit these last Kids, couple of games. They're at 12. Like, that ain't – They were okay. at 14. You're finding it. You're finding it. They were at 14. You know what? See, They're finding listen. it. <laughs> Listen, here's the thing. I'm not a participation trophy guy, but I am. If you had a F and you move up to a D plus, okay, we're getting there. But we're, C's get degrees, not D's. But we're getting there, though. D's we're don't there, pass. But you we're ain't. getting there. We're no. getting there. No. We're, we're on our way, right? Like, I could chastise you for this, or I could say, okay, you're doing better. How do we take the next step? Uh you know, UVA is right there in most of the ball games they played recently. How do we take the next step is the question for them. I mean, it is promising if you're looking at, you know, typical uh, forecasting, right? Usually it takes a beat for a coach to sort of find his guys, get them acclimated, and then kind of turn the program around with Ws. You know, mm-hmm. Mike Elko is a very special case in how he's been able to turn around in the win category so quickly but it just doesn't, it's an anomaly. It's not the norm for sure. So I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Absolutely. Got more teams to go over here in just a second, but want to remind our friends that today's episode is brought to you by our pals at LinkedIn. As you know, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free right now. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn job number one in delivering quality hires for first leading competitors. Terms and conditions do apply, but LinkedIn is a place people sleep on and highly recommend that you don't. We're talking through power rankings today, and of course, it always gets spicy when we bring those up, but we got to keep it rolling. Number 11 here on the charts, Syracuse, not at the bottom, close to bowl eligibility, close to keeping the NAR boy Dino around. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I, I need to move them here. I need to say that they deserve to be here for the offensive creativity required to say, you know what? We don't got no receivers. We don't got nobody who's going to pass the ball or who's going to catch the ball if we throw it. We have none of that. Our leading receiver is going to be Garrett Schrader. How about it? We That's what we're going to do. And we're going to win a football game with that as the case. You like lo- it now. Yeah. And lo and behold, they did it. They did it. It may have been against the worst team in the conference, but they did it. Uh, in the words of that one guy who uh, graduated from Florida, a win is a win. A win is a win. It is absolutely a win. And that's what they did here. So, Syracuse, you're moving on up, too. Congratulations. Keep it going. Get Dino to a bowl game. Send them out the right way if they are going to let them go, which I doubt happens if they get seven, six or seven wins, but we'll see. I don't know about that, but it's fine. Rounding out the bottom group, number 10, Miami. You know, <laughs> you know, and here's the thing. I know Miami fans are going to be mad. They're going to say, Ken. 
You talked about the pass interference. Well, I'm sorry, the the, uh, the safety, safety, non-safety. Yeah, I also talked about the pass interference y'all missed today uh, on, on Keon Coleman. Yeah, that was the obvious holding, sure, and uh, with all that good stuff. But more importantly than that, y'all have lathered up a little losing streak, haven't you? Emory Williams goes down, and who's left? Tyler Vett, turnover Tyler, as I like to call him. The boy cooks more turnovers than a good bakery each morning. I mean, Cody George is having a hell of a year in spite of it. Restrepo's having an array, but Jacoby George is probably the unsung hero of ACC offense. He's probably going to make a, I argue he can make the first team. Yeah, he could. He could. And you know what's so interesting? I talk all the time about the three categories of quarterback. The one you win because of. That's the man. He's a bad man. He's leading you through it. You're looking at drones with Virginia Tech. He's leading you. He's the reason you're winning. You're looking at a quarterback that you can win with, right? Like, he doesn't hurt you. He doesn't help you. You know, he's just kind of there. He doesn't do anything to take anything away from you. And then you got the third type, the quarterback you've got to win in spite of, the quarterback that you're just begging every game. Bro, please don't give it to the other team. That's all I'm asking. And that's where TVD is. That man, every single time, he going to turn that ball over. Their last two games have ended in what not, fashion? Yes, but Kenton, that's not really his thing until this year. Mm, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. This is a what have you done for me lately type of show here. And lately, what what has Miami done for you lately to deserve this? But I mean, honestly, Sam Hartman used to be on this train, and now he he came back with a vengeance. So I feel like, you know, maybe this is just one of those we chalk it up years. Yeah, very Come possibly. back next year with a vengeance. And, and you know what? Here's the thing, right? Would I say that that's impossible for Tyler Van Dyke? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I would not say, hey, there is not a world in which Tyler Van Dyke comes back better or, you know, shows that, hey, that, that year was a fluke. It was an aberration. You know, I played poorly, but I've got better in me. I am not going to say that that's impossible. But with that being said, in conference play, that young man has been a walking lick, as the kids say. In the last three games, Against Virginia, NC State, and Florida State. Zero touchdowns to six interceptions. Not great. Come on, man. Not great. Come on. Come on. Stop playing. Not great. All right. Let's talk about number nine here, the Yellow Jackets, Georgia Tech. Solid, solid showing, but not good enough against a Clemson team that's actually deciding that they want to be Clemson again. You know, what what can you do? Was the showing solid? I Are mean, we sure about that? I, putting up 21 against Georgia Tech, I mean, putting one up against 21 against Clemson, against that defense, I'm not mad. And I hear you, but but uh, Haynes King threw more interceptions than even Tyler Van Dyke has thrown in a single game I this season. I'm not mad. But four. I, <laughs> all I'm going to say is this. All I'm going to say is this. I get it. Clemson is kind of hitting their stride. They're starting to look like they're back. Those young boys in the DB in the defensive backfield are showing up big time. But Haynes, do we need to get you corrective glasses? The purple jerseys is he not. Might the need, he might need the Jameis treatment. He might. He just might need that. You know, it, it's possible. It's possible. But I'll tell you what. Very disappointing showing by Haynes King. You know, you you all obviously hope for better. Um, I mean, hey, they showed up in some other aspects, but I can't look at any particular area where I say. 
they're great or even consistently good, but I can look at every area and say that they've shown flashes in almost every area of football where they've been like, oh, yeah, they were really good. And then all of a sudden the wheels kind of fell off in a game like this. That's fair. All right, let's get to number eight here, Boston College. Yeah. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not that you lost at home. It's how you lost at home after being on such a high and a win streak and really being one of the solid, like, conference-winning programs. That's more of it. It's it's not only how you lost at home, but it's also who you lost to and the manner in which you lost, right? Like, this is a Virginia Tech team. nice, Kenton. Damn. I'm I'm sorry, but you were down 31-7 to at halftime. Virginia Tech called them dogs way off. They put the little saddle on the dogs. They said, go in the house. Go in the house. We're done here. We've done everything we need to do. We just want to get out of here without getting anybody hurt. Sure. Uh, Boston College, you know, that that win streak, again, I'm not going to say it's the most impressive win streak in the world. I'm not going to say they beat a bunch of world beaters, but winning five games straight is winning five games straight. Period. Conference games at that, yeah, yeah. Getting bowl eligible is getting bowl eligible, period, which they've done. Yeah. With that being said, this was an absolutely terrible performance against a Virginia Tech team that has shown that at times they look like world beaters, they look great, yada, yada, yada. But that's only against bad teams. Against all the good teams that they played this year, they have gotten the floor mopped with them. And so uh, for you to show up and let this team win their first road game of the year, the young men haven't won away from Lane Stadium all year, and you let them walk into your trap and take over your trap with a dominant 26-point win where they led by 24 at halftime, that's tough. That's one you definitely want to forget. I gave it to you. No, all right. I'm, 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 we're, maybe we'll get better as we go up. I don't know because I'm really pissed off at this team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to end up having to make it in double or nothing. Thought they were going to be able to find 10 wins. Borderline should have based on some ref refereeing and officiating. But we'll mm-hmm. give it to you. Duke, number seven. Yeah. Solid considering yeah. – this is a bounce back year. I mean, bounce back year. Considering it's a year where we thought, okay, is it a legit program? Is Elko really that guy? Yes, there are good moments, but boy, have they missed Riley Leonard. You know, I I think the very interesting thing about this is that you're starting to see the wheels kind of fall off in some ways. Um, but you're also seeing a team that is competing and battling their behinds off in others, right? So I know some people are going to look at me and say, the wheels are falling off. The last game we won in this game, we lost because of, like you said, some creative officiating. But even still, this is my thing. Duke all year has been known for what? Their defense. If you look through those first few games in the season, even if you go all the way up through when they lost Riley Leonard in the Notre Dame game, Their only loss of the season was by seven points, and even in that game, they only allowed 21. That was their season high allowed to that point. Since then, they held NC State to three, and after that, every single game that they played, they have allowed 20 or more. Florida State, they allowed 38. Louisville, they allowed 23. The worst offense in the league, Wake Forest, they allowed 21. And then this North Carolina game where you allow 47 points is tough. It's tough, but they're still showing up, still battling, and still have one of the most talented and swarming defenses in the conference, which is why they're here. They've definitely dealt with some injuries, but also I would say this. I think that could it be the writing on the wall for your coach? Maybe that's why people are starting to check out. Maybe people are starting to friendship. Maybe people are starting to get their name in the transfer port. Maybe people are starting to get them tickets to College Station. Who knows? I'm going to tell you this. If Elko's a smart man, he stays a Duke. 
All right. If Elko's a smart man, he stays a dude. All right, explain. Because he said, like, I love it here. I've worked hard, put the work here. Like, this is my place. A lot of people say that and then end up somewhere else. That's what Jimbo said. Here's here's how good, here's how good Elko is. And and people aren't really putting this in perspective right now. So you said that Duke let you down because obviously you're going to have to pay me because they're not going to get to 10 wins this year, right? Mathematically, it's an impossibility, right? So do you realize that you feasibly bet on Duke football winning 10 games this year? Yeah, because I like a little challenge. Do you realize that last year you said Duke was going to be the team to show everybody and prove everybody wrong? Before Elko, neither one of those were things. Neither one of those neither, were things. Yes, they were things. things. They just had a terrible coach. I just wish people would get that. Come, come but here's bad. the thing. Here's a, that's like saying, hey, this person's a great partner. They just cheat all the time. Like, that... <laughs> Well, then you're not great. You're not that. That is just if they were good. Besides the fact that their coach just wasn't getting it done, they're not good. So why they're stay? Why stay? Because Texas A&M is in the toughest conference in America, according to everybody. Which I think that if Texas A&M had a good coach with those players they got this year, I think they would have been just fine. But Jimbo Fisher, he milking that Jameis train for all he can. Boy, he got himself 90 eels on Jameis. Boy, the Elko what. is used to going to places that but have bad coaches and turning things around. And you get to turn things around with a little more time and a whole lot more money. But here's here's the thing. Where do you think we'll be more patient with him in terms of if he has a bad season, right? Texas A&M or Duke? He is on pace to get a stadium named after him. They're going to change that thing from Wallace Wade to the Elko Stadium when he when it's all said and done, if he just continues on this path that he's on. Not even saying he goes on an upper trajectory and he just does something crazy. If he gets, let's say, seven wins this year, nine wins this first year, does a couple more wins, six wins, eight, nine, six, eight, nine, back to back, he will get that stadium named after him. As opposed to Texas A&M, where if you go six, eight, nine, brother, they're gonna get you up out of town. They're gonna, hey, it's been but real. You get better talent, fun. more money, and you get to bring some of your Louis over there. Hey, listen, you can go ahead, bring your Louis, bring Riley Leonard, all them with you, bring your boys, bring Dwayne Carter, bring them all, bring them all. I don't think Dwayne but, got no more eligibility, but go ahead. But either way it goes, you run into two problems there, and this is with all due respect to Texas A&M. You know, no disrespect to them folks down there in Aggieland. A degree from Duke and a degree from Texas A&M are necessarily the same thing. So some of that Louis that's at uh, Duke may want to stay. But moving beyond that, moving beyond that, you're still looking at, you're adjusting to a new conference, new roster, all those things. And again, it's the pressure cooker versus you the king of the castle. You the king of the castle. With those first two years, he's not getting kicked out of Duke no time soon. That's fair. All right, kitten. Man, once again, I'm telling you that we spent a lot of time talking together, but I'm thankful for the connection that we have. I just learned that you can get a one-year supply on ED medications. You realize what that means? Bring on extended travel. Bring on natural disaster or supply chain issues. You are covered, my friend. You don't have to worry about whether or not you can refill your generics for Cialis, Viagra, or Vatio prescription. And this is possible because of our friends at Jace Medical. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount as well. If you or someone you love would get some peace of mind by having a year's supply of any med, daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off 
your purchase. Amen, saints. Week 12 power rankings. Week 12, Lord, I'm getting excited. Can you tell? Week 11 power rankings. Elko has got me a little bit frazzled because who knew that his possible departure would cause such a stir? However, Clemson is a team that sits at number six. Who is being Clemson yet again? You beat a team you're supposed to beat. You beat them handedly. Take care of home. Not surprising, and yes, you don't have any sort of ACC championship hopes, but you might as well just go in and shake some tables, right? Might as well go in and hurt some feelings and ruin some seasons. Yeah, yeah, and you being on mute is definitely crazy. Absolutely, and Clemson gets to play a role that they've never – they're not accustomed to. They haven't played this in a while. They get to be the spoiler. They get to be the foil. The only team that has a shot left at this thing besides Louisville to get in is UNC. No, Virginia Tech too. Virginia Tech lost to Louisville. So if they both six and two, Louisville about has this. To Virginia Tech technically has technically has a chance. How do they have a tiebreaker over? Because Virginia? if North Carolina, if Clemson loses out, where Louisville loses out, and then Virginia North Carolina loses out. If Louisville has one conference game left, so they're going to be six and two in conference. Johnny had five apples. No, because no, I'm very confused here. I, okay, all right. Well, anywho. Um, the reality is very simple. Uh-huh. Clemson gets to play the spoil. They get to walk in and say, hey, we uh, we like what you got there. And since we can't get into uh, the party, the best thing that you I can do is throw a turd in the punch bowl, which is what they can do to UNC season if they could pull off an upset here. So, you know, that's that's uh, something that you want to see in, in terms of, you know, again, this Clemson team. You're, you have North Carolina coming to Death Valley. You've done an amazing job of protecting your home so far. This is your last home game of the season. Last time y'all will be playing in Death Valley this season. It'll be senior day. It'll be a very exciting situation. Let's see what happens here. You know, if there were a time I didn't want Kenton to be right, this would be it. But he is. However, semicolon, comma, if North Carolina wins out, Miami loses, North Carolina is in. So that is yes. correct. Yeah, that is correct. Miami is the only other team with a shot outside of uh, Louisville. North Carolina is the only other team with a shot. You're That's pretty. what I just said. You said Miami. Oh, I'm sorry. North Carolina is the only team with a shot. Yeah, yeah shot. you said Miami. Okay. I We're think just confusing that. each other at this point. Yeah, we are. We are. We I mean, are. we did a whole show where we thought Louisville was in, and that's fine. We said we think, though, at the end because, you know, yeah. Yeah. we don't think that North Carolina is going to win all three games. But, you know, crazy, <laughs> crazier things have happened. I would oh, never like true. to be – I would love to be wrong about this one. What I'm right about is Virginia Tech being number five. Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, Virginia Tech, what a climb, right? What a climb from being absolute bottom feeders to, to, you, yeah. to showing up again and again and again. And who would have thought, where have we seen this story before, Candace? A Virginia Tech team starts off rough and they make a quarterback change. And the new guy who can do a little something with his legs makes that team look exponentially better. I feel like we've seen this before, I but I Hinden, feel like I hope Hendon Hooker is somewhere off, very happy. I, I feel like the last time we saw this, they kept going between, oscillating between quarterbacks, as if there was something um, to be seen and to be found there. But very seriously, six, uh, four and two in their last six, finding ways to get it done after a very, very tumultuous start. And I'll tell you what, drones in that run, drones tooting in that running game, they're looking downright dangerous. They're looking downright dangerous. 
I personally feel like Virginia Tech is, I said Coach Pry would be Coach of the Year. Someone said Coach Brom, which I, I also give a nod. We yeah. all know it's going to be Coach Norville. Yeah, it's going to be Coach Brom. It's going to be Coach Brom and Norville, one of those two. Yeah, for sure. I personally feel like, though, Coach Pry, what he has done for this program has been you know, pretty phenomenal, considering we had them at the way below bottom. Yeah. Starting the yeah. season off. Absolutely. Didn't think they would win anything, and now look at them. But remains to be seen because there's still some couple games left, and they could blow it. So, yeah, if they lose to Virginia Tech, I don't know. I'm, I mean, if they lose to Virginia, I might have to put them at the bottom. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. They're on. They're right on that cusp of bowl eligibility. Now, they're. I think their best shot to get in is it obviously against UVA. However, however, with that being said, at Lane Stadium, NC State walking in. Last time NC State won in Blacksburg, I believe was. Uh, in the 90s or so, and the last time before that was 50 in the 50s. So that place has had some demons for NC State, a lot like uh Wake Forest, even though they don't play there often. So we'll see how that uh situation works out for them. But this Virginia Tech team, again, that running game, they're showing up, they're doing good things, and that defense showing up, doing good things for the most part. Again, when they play scrub teams, they make them look like scrubs, they do what they need to do. So we'll see if they can make NC State look like a scrub this week. I think the biggest, you know, nod again, final nod there was the fact that they won on the road, which is something they've struggled with. But now mm-hmm. you have an NC State team that's also trying to play spoiler in some regards. So they're trying to not look too far ahead. And I think it'll be important for them to really lock in and focus on this game. So there's that. But speaking of NC State, we currently have them at number four, a team that has turned things around as well. Right. But is have they really turned it around, or just were we not paying attention? Dave and Dorn, Dave Doran would argue that we weren't paying attention. They had life going on, and you know, things some things are bigger than football. But either way it goes, hey, Dave Doran is doing a solid job. Can't knock him for what he's bringing to that Wolfpack program. And you know, you got guys like Peyton Wilson in that defense. Tony Gibson deserves a raise, and all of those things. You know, if you look at this defense, right since um, since the UVA game. They have only allowed over 20 points twice, two times. In six games, they've only allowed over 20 points twice. Other than that, you got 13 points allowed against Louisville. You got 17 points allowed against Clemson. And then two back-to-back performances where teams don't get in the end zone. Two performances where you hold teams to six points. There are two things that travel, run game and defense. And in this game, uh, against Wake Forest, NC State ran the ball well, but generally that don't go in the luggage with them. But that defense, Mr. Jalen Scott, in the words of Pop Smoke, baby, welcome to the party. Way to show up and do good things. And uh, that defensive backfield is showing the promise that many people believe that they had coming in. RIP Pop Smoke. You know, we love I us Pop Smoke on this show. I can't stand you. All right, let's talk about North Carolina here. We feel like this is a team that figured out how to win. In yeah. spite of themselves, that yeah. defense is still charm and soft, but I'll give them their two overtimes. It's frustrating to think that it could have been, it could be so much better. I think that's the most annoying part of this team. Like, if they had a solid, if they had NC State's defense with that offense, shoulda, woulda, coulda, of course, but golly, just make it all, it just makes you want to want like what could have been, what could I mean, be. They- that that goes for both of these teams because Lord knows if if uh, one of those teams would have decided to give both of their quarterbacks a true competition in terms of who needs it, we're not gonna go there. Long story short, uh, this UNC team offense is dynamic. 
They light up the scoreboard like the 4th of July. The question for them always remains the same. Can the defense just be uh, tenable? Can they just do enough? Can they just get a timely stop here and there, right? Like the, the goal for this defense isn't to be a defense that's given up six points, 12 point, 13 point game. That's never going to be the goal. That's never been the goal. When they send Mac off to, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I can't say off to pasture because that means dead apparently to Kansas. When they send him off to retirement. Kokomo, the, you know. The, there we go. Like the when they, like when yeah. they send him to Cancun on three, it, it's not going to be a situation where um, all of a sudden this defense is going to be expected to, you know, just shut everything down that's in their way. It's still going to be a situation of, can you do enough, brother? That's all we need. Can y'all do enough to keep, keep this team in game? So um, I'm glad that I signed that Taz Walker petition. You know, at first I was a little hesitant about it, but I'm very glad I put my name down when it came to that one. It's very much a joke for y'all who's going to get sensitive. Well, Number geez, two, Louisville. You're the first black woman to swim at USC, so I'm sure you got a lot of clout. I heard that y'all had a, a little link up of all the uh, black women swimmers at UNC this weekend. We're go? already behind. Let's go. Oh, okay. We did, I'm though. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. We enjoyed I'm sure ourselves. Was, I'm we sure talked about the game and everything. And I'm Drake, sure it was And Drake may we trust. I'm Louisville. sure it was Louisville. And Jack Plummer, they don't trust. And Jack Plummer, they do not trust. That is, he is the uh, Achilles heel of this team, but everything else seems to be special. Aston Gelati, I, the stock I bought in them early is paying off, baby. I'm living easy. The money's rolling in at this point because he wins the ACC Defensive Lineman of the Week again. I mean, who could have predicted that? Shocker. Huge shocker. Uh, but what a baller that young man has been. That defense has shown up. The running game, you know, you can, they can give it to you multiple ways. They can give it to you with Joe R. Jordan. They can give it to you uh, with the other running back as well. The wide receiver core, special, special group. When they get the ball in their hands, it is like it, they are electric, almost all of them. When they get the ball in their hands, they can make one guy missing. And as Katie did at the doorstep, L's up. They're doing an amazing job. Again, Jack, it's on you, brother. Keep this team rolling. In the words of Snow on the Bluff, no matter what happens, keep that thing rolling. I think what I like about July, though, especially, is his leadership. Because I think you've seen yeah. sometimes when the Louisville defense gets a little too excited or maybe they have some personal penalties that they get yeah. sort of caught up in moments. And I think the way he's able to get them to re recenter and all that good stuff is so essential for them as they're trying to think about bigger picture type energy. And knowing that they have a big one coming up this week, we'll uh, keep our eyes peeled over that one. Obviously, the last one is Florida State. And I know if people by this time probably don't listen to the full show. So it's when, the, mm -hmm. it's when Florida State the most gets in yeah. their feels. So if you yeah. didn't listen all the way through, if you don't skip, 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 skip to the end, I want you to hear it closely. Yeah. Just one more time. One more time. One more time. Candace, we, can, you oh, out, can you break out the church organ for me? Because I need to give a, a sermon on how good FSU is. Because I need their fans to understand that there is no resentment towards Florida State from me. Okay? Beyond that, one more time again. We need Florida State to get to the college football playoffs for the sake of the conference. This is a locked on ACC show. Yeah. However, we feel personally, even though we don't feel anyway personally, we mm. are rooting for the Knowles. Yeah. So every time you come in my mentions and tell me, I know you hate Florida State, da -da -da, I don't feel no way. I ain't never been a joke in my life. Don't know nothing about nothing. Okay. Yeah. I am yeah. perfectly indifferent. Please understand, I'm rooting for the ACC. I, I, actually, I actually love Coach Higgins, and I never met the man. 
I love me a defensive line coach that stuck around for forever. Love Jared Burst's game. He is so versatile. He can do a little bit of everything. Although this season has been underwhelming at times in terms of production, if you watch the games, he's being double teamed. He, their teams are running different kinds of that and all that good stuff. But this team is special. Well, They're that, special. Yeah. They found no, no, no. I don't, I don't want you to interrupt me, Kansas, because I need them to, I need y'all to catch all this praise in Tallahassee. Well, I was just going to say that offensive coordinator is one of the finest little jokers I ever seen. So, honey, I'm right there with you. And, and on top of that, on top of him being fine, Keon Coleman, speaking of good looking brother, that's another one. Chisel jawline, built like a uh, just a Greek guy, 6'4, returning bucks. What can't Keon Coleman do? What can't Keon Coleman do? Johnny Wilson on the other side, six seven. Don't ask him to catch the mundane runs, but you throw up a big one to him. You we uh, gonna pray for Johnny's health, okay? Let's just do oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. He on the sick that. and bereaved list a lot, so we gonna we gonna put some praying <laughs> hands on. We gonna get break out all the prayer warriors. I know that Florida is in the Bible Belt. All the prayer warriors, go ahead, go ahead. You know, get your thing together for Johnny because we need him to be healthy again. If the ACC is gonna make look, the playoff, look, we need look, him to do his thing. And just when you think we can have some sort of peace on this show. Mm -hmm. And just when you think we can have some sort of peace on the show, we'll end Listen, with this. I, no, I've been doing it. Speak for yourself. I didn't root for Clemson when they made the playoffs, and I'm not rooting for Florida State now. National champions, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I here need my checks from the ACC to clear. So it, go, knows. You getting paid by the ACC? Wait a yeah. minute now. I'm only getting paid you, by how locked on. How you I'm only getting paid. Oh, that's see, now we gotta have another conversation. <laughs> now I might not root for the no. But anyway, offensive line, they're doing their thing. The backs, Benson, Tofili, showing up, two-headed monster, doing their thing, doing their absolute thing. The loach in the linebacker court, defensive backs that continue to show up, continue to do good things. Someone said the loach ought to win defensive player of the year, but I ain't going to hold you. Ended the game. Now, wait a minute. Now, Peyton All Wilson right. still exists. Peyton Wilson still exists. Now, don't play. Don't play. Watch out now. Watch out. They got all other awards. Don't play about that. But, you know, this is this is a special, special team. This is a team that not only do I believe can make the playoffs, I believe they can win the national championship. I believe when y'all got Ken in his passive voice, that's how y'all know. That's so, how y'all know. So we are trying our said, best to get positive vibes. And, and let me say the full name because I'm going to call you what your mama named because y'all don't like it when I, I shorten it up. Florida State University Seminoles. Florida State University Seminoles. We think that you all are a phenomenal team and we are rooting for you for the conference. There we go. Wonderful. Well, it couldn't be said any better than that. Those are our Week 11 power rankings. We have a couple more games to go. I cannot believe football is almost over, and we're going to have to talk basketball. But, you know, some good things are happening for ACC hoops if I'm not going to hold you. You know, so we have all that to discuss here on the show. But make sure you come back as we lock in and get ready for Week 12. If you have not yet got on our YouTube page and voted, do yourself a favor. All the games are up. We got to talk about your comments, and we got to talk a little hoops. We got to do all those things as we prepare for a really good vibe here on Locked on ACC. Always enjoy you guys. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, until next time.